here. Welcome back to Resident Strangers. I'm Sarah Shallow. And even in the new year, I'm still joined by Steve Ingram and Rich Holland here in the studio. I mean, today's January 2nd. So Are, I mean, we're two and, days in. And what year is it again? I always have 2024. that problem. Do you have that problem too? I, I always forget like what year it is. Like I can't think of what... <laughs> Does it, you're, they're all looking at me like, <laughs> like I'm the only one that has this problem. Not me, I'm personally. Sorry, I won't say anything else about that, that apparently uh, I'm no, the only actually, one. No, the, actually, uh, kind of the goal every year is the first time you write a check, which may not be for six months, right? Who yeah. writes a check anymore? I was going to say, I don't even own a checkbook. Well, no, my wife, oh my goodness. My <laughs> wife still has one. But the making silence. sure you get the right year on it. But, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, we are... So glad to be back. We had taken a break for the holidays, but we are back and we are ready to keep talking about Christian thinking in a foreign world. But before we get into that, it is, I mean, we just passed New Year's, New Year's Day, and I wanted to know, and I'm sure our listeners want to know if y'all have any New Year's traditions. Well, if you have been around, I think I've mentioned this one of our early podcasts, that uh, if, if we have a tradition in the Ingram home, it usually revolves around food. I love it. Yes. It does. So uh, New Year's Day, we uh, watch football. We have bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches. Unless you don't really like lettuce like me, so it's just bacon <laughs> and tomato sandwiches. <laughs> And we make clam chowder soup. Oh, wow. Uh, there was a couple in our church years ago. This goes back to Glendale. And they were from the East Coast. And they found out we like clam chowder. And they said our favorite restaurant gave us the recipe. And they gave it to us. And it is literally the best clam chowder. I mean, I make it, but it's their recipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is you... You make it for a restaurant. So we have clam chowder <laughs> yeah. coming it's out like the It's like the wazoo. turkey soup conversation yeah, we had around exactly. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. yeah, so we, we do give it a lot of away. But that's, yeah, and it was wonderful this year. Good. It's just harder to find. You actually cannot find clam base anymore. If anybody here knows where to find clam base, that's what you make the soup with. So we had to do lobster base with it this year. Oh, interesting. But that just made it a little richer. It was actually really good. <laughs> I bet it was. Rich, maybe maybe you'll relate with me on this. Well, I don't really have any New Year's traditions, but growing up, being on the East Coast, yeah. we would do sometimes the pork yes. and applesauce oh, no. and sauerkraut. No, not applesauce. You were. Yeah, I was with you until you said applesauce. Yeah, so we, I said pork, and yeah, then that pork, was it. Pork was it, it's yeah. It's pork, sauerkraut. You, and, did, you didn't do potatoes. sauerkraut? Yeah, potatoes. So, some kind of some Good kind of German porks. meal. Yes. That's yes. the Pennsylvania Dutch yes. kind of. Yeah, some kind of pork, some kind of cabbage product, usually sauerkraut, and then some kind of potatoes. That's actually one of our favorite Sunday meals. We'll put I a love sauerkraut. pork shoulder in mm-hmm. a crock mm-hmm. pot with German sauerkraut over it and make mashed potatoes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, love yeah. sauerkraut. Yep, that's right. Yeah, we'll that's have right. to have you over sometime. I we, will be there. All right. <laughs> Just we let me know. We actually have one other New Year's tradition in our household that's New Year's Eve. We have what we call at our house appetizer supper. I yeah. live so, for yeah. an appetizer oh, really? supper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, and when I say we make, I mean my wife makes. <laughs> A uh, whole host of appetizers that everybody's favorites, and then we just lay it all out. So what are favorite appetizers? uh, Pepperoni rolls uh, has to be, that's the staple from my grandmother. Uh, And then 
Buffalo chicken dip, seven layer. Buffalo chicken dip is so good. Yes, uh, those kinds of things. I made, when I was in the Young Marrieds Connect group with you, Steve, I made buffalo chicken dip. I I don't know if you remember remember that. Yes, Yes, it was very good, (laughs) too. I'm sure. (laughs) Well, um, I mean, there's so many things that the new year brings. I know a lot of people, it's like a resolution time. I'm going to be honest, for me, December is so stressful. I can't come up with all these resolutions right away. Like you get through Christmas and then you got like what, like six days and then suddenly I'm supposed to have a whole new plan for my life. So (laughs) I personally, for me, (laughs) feel like February is a time where I really start to kind of like dig into goals. But I know so many people really do lean into the January thing. So do you all do that or no? Yeah, and I I guess that's kind of what we wanted to lead into for this episode is to talk about the concept of New Year's resolutions. Um, You know, it's weird, Sarah. Um, I I mean, I, I resonate with what you're saying about just sort of, you know, not being able to think through things like that after the business. Well, I just feel like I don't have time. Yeah. Like I can, I'm able to think through those things, but it's, especially working at a church. I mean, you're, you're working on Christmas Eve. Like it's just, yeah, it's a lot going on. And I guess a lot of people do, I suppose. And I was, Steve and I were talking about this earlier in some ways, um, you know, the new year's resolution concept is really kind of silly. I mean, it's just another day y'all. Is it's anybody just, surprised that <laughs> rich with a holiday <laughs> as the day? <laughs> it's just another day. It's just <sighs> another day. But but I do think like <laughs> uh, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's no. Okay. I hear you actually, and it it actually goes yeah. along with what I just said. So, but yeah. but I do think that you know, and I think this is why we want to talk about it is because there is uh, we can redeem the day, right? And, yeah. And if you can think about really, if you can use any kind of a day as an excuse, then it's a good excuse to sort of become self-reflective and think about uh, what God has called us to be. And if I think it's a good thing if people use the occasion of New Year's Day to be self-reflective, to examine their lives and say, okay, what, uh, you know, sort of take stock of where things are and, um, and yeah, make, make something out of it to, to redeem it. So I, th- I think, you know, what I would want to encourage people to do, uh, if I can be so bold as to do this, I think everybody's New Year's resolution. If you're a Christ follower, um, why not take this opportunity to be self-reflective and thinking about specifically what God has called us to be as Christians, followers of Christ? You know, um, I think it's easy in the kind of culture we live in to slip into, I don't know what else to call it, except to stay like a steady state Christianity where things are just sort of cruising along, or you could use the cruise control metaphor too. That would be another one. Like you're just sort of cruising along and without giving much thought to the idea that, you know, I am on a journey towards maturity, towards increasing wisdom, towards being conformed into the image of Christ, right? Uh, is that is that making sense what I'm saying? That like, we, we should be on a journey. We should be on a trajectory, not just sort of being steady. Oh, absolutely. I forget who said it, somebody well-known, but they said the unexamined life is not worth living. Uh, that mm. was Socrates, yes. Okay, <laughs> but there's, there's truth to that. You know, we, especially I think as Christians, are we are on a journey to become more and more like Jesus. And even though 
we've all had to come and wrestle with the fact that, you know, perfection, this side of heaven uh, is not going to happen because we still have this flesh. I think all of us who have followed the Lord, hopefully have been around some of those dear, sweet saints of God who have more miles Mm -hmm. behind them. And we see pieces of maturity and grace and um, Christ-likeness that is it's encouraging and it's challenging and it's at times even convicting. Mm. But does that just happen by osmosis? No, no. We want it to. Yeah, I guess we do. But that's not, no, it, it's hard work. It is. It, it Well, the word I would like to use is intentional. Yeah. 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 You know, we are as followers of Christ, that that's an intentionality that we are going to follow after Jesus. And, so then how does our life begin to conform to that? And in this whole idea of we have a new, another new year that God has given us to live and to become more like Christ, I think trying to think through how can I intentionally, uh, what he, Paul says in Ephesians, redeem the time. Yeah. How do I take this time and invest it in those eternal things and those things that God wants to do in, in my heart and in my life. And, uh, I would agree. I think that one of the things that Christians often aren't really good at is being self-reflective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's our society, but we, we don't stop and go, okay, where was I a year ago and where am I yeah. now? And is, yeah. and is there, do I see, conformity to Christ likeness? Do I see progress that's taking place in, in my life? Uh, I actually don't like the idea of a day. That's why most New Year's resolutions don't last. But I actually, Sarah, I'm kind of with you other than for me, it's not February. For me, it's December. Because uh, I usually take some time at the beginning of December. Uh, the fall push yes. to, from a church cycle yeah. has been really, really long and strenuous and then we have the holidays coming and you mentioned you know the eighteen thousand christmas eve services yeah. and all of that and christmas parties and, christmas and parties just everything and yes so i like to take and actually kind of start that process each year for myself at the beginning of december and then usually that week between christmas and new year's is also a time that we have off, we got family in, and just to be considering what are the things that I see God doing in my life or that maybe God needs to be doing in my life, and where are the places mm-hmm. where I, I feel like maybe I've regressed in some things and maybe some disciplines, or where are some of the places that I feel like God is pushing me towards for this next year? Because that's a lot of times where... I, so in my life, I live a lot by my calendar. And I think that's one of the fun things that we have in this day and age. We have calendars, we have reminders on our phone. And so um, w- what I have found is the things that actually go into my calendar are the things that actually get done. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. are those things that I want to see the time you know, that I'm spending with the Lord or the time that I'm, uh, I'm using to disciple others? What does that look like and how do I actually plan that in so that as we roll into this new year, I'm being more intentional on becoming the man of God 
uh, the, the Christian, the disciple that I hope the Lord wants me to be. So yeah. let me get specific if I can. Yeah. So I, about intentionality, this is something I think that probably could apply to absolutely everybody who's a Christ follower. One specific aspect of the Christian life that I think is far too often overlooked, and that is the concept of learning. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so we use the word disciple, discipleship. And when Jesus says in the Great Commission to make disciples, right, that word just means learner, uh, learner. So people who are Jesus followers are learners. And I'm thinking about I, a few minutes ago, Steve, you said something about a challenge or a conviction. And I think of Hebrews 5, right? Hebrews 5, 12 and following, right? Uh, it says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. Like this is a this is a major challenge, right? Because as learners, this is a trajectory that we should be on of increasing our knowledge of the things of God. You know, this is a theology podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about theology is studying God and the things of God. But really, uh, a disciple is a theologian, right? And Jesus, you know, when he, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, right? This is the entire person, uh, not just our emotions and our passions and our those kinds of things, but our minds as well. Um, so I, I, I guess, you know, um, if I could sort of make an encouragement to our listeners, I would, it's along the lines of the motivation to do this podcast in the first place, uh, to encourage people to see themselves as theologians because they are followers of Jesus. And I think as a follower of Christ, there's two great ways to do that. Uh, One is to read, one is to study. So when I say read, uh, I think one of the great spiritual disciplines uh and if you don't do this i think you would find it so beneficial is make 2024 the first time you read through the bible it's there's this fifty thousand foot view of the entire plan and work of god that you just don't get any other place than to read it all now is it easy? No, not necessarily. I mean, because there are some books that, that are hard. A lot of people start out with all this. Leviticus. Ex- Leviticus, <laughs> yes, exactly. And and yet, I think when you persevere reading through, uh, and there's so many wonderful Bible reading plans. Uh, if you have the U version on your phone or your iPad, right, there's a number of them. What I encourage you to do would be find one where you're reading maybe a couple chapters in the Old Testament and a chapter or two in the New Testament, maybe even with some Psalms and Proverbs, because sometimes when you're stuck in Leviticus and it's, it is a little tedious to all of that, you're also getting some of the different narrative or encouraging pieces along the line. But I think that that is sometimes missed by believers who even like studying the Bible, but the whole context, you know, the Bible is the best commentary on the Bible. And so to be able to have that broad view, uh, I think is really important. And then the other side of it is to actually study. Studying, yeah. Yeah, that's, there's a big difference between reading and studying. What are you going to say, Sarah? Well, I, I might be throwing a curveball in here, but okay. I wonder if there's other listeners out there like me, maybe, or maybe I'm alone. But I wanted to ask you both. So I grew up with the thought 
and I don't know where this came from, whatever environment I was in or whatever, but you know, this whole concept of it's not about you, it's about God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for a long time, I struggled with self-reflection, with emotions, with different things, because it was like, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't like be worried about myself. I should just be focused on God. And so I know that sounds strange, but so even this idea, I'm not at mm, that place yeah. in my life anymore, but growing up in that, like, how do you, would you say healthily examine yourself, but not make it about yourself? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to relate to your question, not just respond to it. Um, <laughs> I, I see. I said it was a curveball. but Yeah, it's a, it is a little bit of a curveball. But I think ultimately, if our focus is on the Lord, what does the Lord want? The Lord wants more than anything else that I am becoming a devoted follower of his. What is the greatest worship that I can give the Lord? Well, it's when I'm growing in my following of him, my Christ-likeness. So to me, it's almost like a, a false dilemma there. Yeah, uh, I think that what we know is, is that God really desires that I would come to know him, that I would fall more in love with him, that I would become more like him. And so there is then I think that place where I am honoring the Lord, that I am keeping him first by looking at my own heart, my own life, seeing where the short slats are, asking that Holy Spirit for, for wisdom on that, but then focusing on those things and trying to um, bring to, to bear those things that are going to help me more reflect Jesus. I, I just think that's really honoring to the Lord. Uh, and I think you can, you can see that through, you know, just the whole idea of Scripture. And when we get self-focused, that usually leads us into sin. And I think maybe that's where it probably just in my young life was misunderstanding what that meant. So the self-reflection yeah. we're thinking is not leading you towards sin, right. it's leading you towards Christ. Right. It's taking stock of where you are and who you are and in an ever increasing way, intentionally and actively committing yourself to Christ. You know, we think we've Romans 12, right? We, I think we've quoted that verse here on, uh, first couple of verses there in the previous episodes. But the idea is that if, if I am offering myself as a living sacrifice to God, then this, this sort of entails that I have to be intentional and diligent in examining every corner of my life to devote it to Christ. Yes. And so to me, it's, it's not about, I I'm, it's all about me. It's about the Lord. Right. I want to honor him. And We've been talking about reflection. I actually just heard somebody say, and I think there's some truth to this, that by nature, I think women tend to be more self-reflective than men do. Um, Steve said it, not me. Well, and I'm saying <laughs> it. So, so, so guys, maybe I, I'm challenging us to be willing to have those times where we sit before the Lord and, Lord, where am I at spiritually? Where are you seeing those short slats in my life? What are the things that you're wanting to work on? What are the, those, those disciplines in my life that you, you want to bring? Well, that's, that is so hard, Steve, because, uh, I mean, y'all tell me what you think, but my sense is that in general, 
when we think about these kinds of things, people are not very excited or enthusiastic to consider the possibility that I'll personalize it. I'm not too enthusiastic to consider the possibility that I have got something screwed up, that I'm, mm. I'm the wrong one. And that is a hard thing to approach life with the disposition that I could be the one that's screwed up, right? All kinds of stuff in our lives. I think our tendency in the flesh is to look for others to blame, to look for problems that are sort of out there in the world. Uh, we want to take the uh, speck out of our brother's eye, so to speak, right? And we ignore the fact that we have the plank in our own eye. Yeah. Uh, and so I think part of my devotion to Christ needs to be that I carry myself with an attitude of uh, submission to Christ in the sense that I could be the one that's screwed up. I could be the one that's wrong. I think the word is humility, Yeah, which is, you know, Christ humbled himself. We need to humble ourselves because so often if we don't see the problem, uh, for those of you who know my story over, I don't know, 30 years mm -hmm. of why well, I went from skinny to being really large and, uh, and it wasn't until I was really willing to finally own it, right? Not beyond go out and run for a week or two and then quit and everything else that this had to be a lifestyle change, right? Something had to, to change that I was able to define that thing that would help me to be able to lose at that point the 50 pounds and then to keep it off. But it starts with the humility of haste. Yes, there, there is a short slat here. Something isn't right. It's not right before the Lord. For me, actually, it did become a spiritual thing, um, that, that place of discipline. So it was like, okay, now I've got to find, Lord, what can you bring to help me and uh, mm. figure this thing out? But I, I think you're exactly right, Rich. I think it starts with that spirit of humility. And I think God honors that. You know, God is, is close to those who are humble, uh, he, he has compassion. And so if in our hearts we say, Lord, I want to become, I want to become a better follower of yours. I want to become more like Jesus. What is it in my life that you see? Yeah. And, um, I, I tell you, if that's a prayer that you'll pray, he will, he'll certainly show it to you. And it can be in so many different areas, yes. you know, our relationships with others, uh, our knowledge of scripture, our knowledge of theology things, you know, we mm -hmm. got, I could have my theology wrong, those kinds of things. Well, I was going to say, I mean, and I'll link it in the show notes, but Rich, your wife, Larissa, yes. I had her on the stories collective last yes. year, yes. um, back in September. And that was a huge part of her testimony and her story yeah. was not only seeking the Lord for that, but then also community. And, mm -hmm. and surrounding yourself with people that wouldn't just be yes men, but mm -hmm. would be people that would really push you towards Christ. So that's yeah. another urge I would make, you know. Yeah, and that, and that was a great story because yeah. she talked about the humility it took yes. to, to receive what she had to receive because it's not what she wanted to hear. Right. Yeah, I would, but like I, I said, I'll link it. it. I would encourage everyone to listen. So. Well, thank you both, and thank you for dealing with my curveball there. <laughs> but what a great first episode of the year. You know, next week we're going to be back in doing what we do. We'll be back into our doctrinal statement. But we hope you all are encouraged. We hope you're excited about this new year. And we'll be back again next week. See you then. Thanks for listening to Resident Strangers, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. Resident Strangers is hosted by Steve Ingram, Rich Holland, and me, Sarah Shallow. 
Our show is produced by Brandon and Brittany Petrie, and again, me, Sarah Shallow. If you like our podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, leave a review, and visit dscchurch.com for more information. Oh,